Happy Wednesday, Razorback fans. It is Wednesday, September 7th. We're nearing in on South Carolina versus Arkansas. The SEC opener in Fayetteville, Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, 11 a.m. kickoff. Sam Pittman, he posted a video this morning asking the the students to get there, get to the stadium at 11 and help them out. I, I, I think he really wants to recreate that atmosphere that the Hogs ran into in Georgia last year. It's going to be tough because that – I mean, people have said that that's one of the loudest atmospheres they've ever been in. So um, it's going to be tough to recreate that, but good on Sam Pittman for trying to get the students out there, trying to get the fans out there for an 11 a.m. The players said that they're not worried about it. We know that Shane Beamer and his players are not worried about it. He said that normally they're out of the facility by that time anyway. So that's something to think about. You're listening to the Gridiron Hawks podcast. I'm Mason Choate. I've got Alex Trader and Robert Stewart with me today. Um, we're going to be talking, main talking point, Jalen Catalan and Miles Slusher. How is Arkansas going to do without those guys? Because I think we can just go ahead and mark them off for Saturday. I don't think either one of them is going to play. Now, we haven't had any confirmation from Sam Pittman. We might get that today. We might not. And so... I, I just don't see how either one of them can play based off of what Sam Pittman has said, based off of the injuries that we saw, based off of what we're hearing from sources, all that stuff. It seems like they're not going to play. So we're going to talk about how Arkansas is going to do without those guys because that's those are two very, very important guys. But uh, let's start with what we saw at practice on Tuesday. Robert and I were out at practice, and Robert, the big thing was no green jersey for Dominique Johnson. Yeah, I mean that was that was certainly a step in the right direction on the injury front, which is, uh, I mean, it goes without saying, good news. But for for a week that was riddled with secondary injuries, namely uh, Miles Slusher and Jalen Catalan, um, you know, it, you can only you can only feel so good about it with those two out. Um, they, they were not at practice. That was that was the most notable thing for me. Um, I feel like that's not a good sign to be on Tuesday and to not even see them in green. Um, I mean, we're not going to get to go to a practice for the rest of the week, so we're going to have to hope that we get a better update from Sam Pittman later this afternoon. Uh, of course, follow us on Twitter to see what's going on there or check on the trough, the Hogbeat message board. We'll have updates there as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, tough – Tough to not see either of those defensive backs out there, but uh, the the lone bright spot being Dominique Johnson, full contact. Um, you know, hopefully he can come back uh, strong in this South Carolina game and be be a big factor. You know, one of the things in the in the Georgia State South Carolina game last week that we sort of hit on yesterday in our interview with uh, Caleb Alexander is that Georgia State outgained. South Carolina, 200 to 79 on the ground. So uh, that already bodes well for Arkansas with Rocket Sanders picking up 117 yards on 20 carries by himself last week. Throw another really good back and Dominique Johnson in the mix. and You're poised to have a really, really strong uh, rushing attack against the Gamecocks. Yeah, so the the good thing was not only was Johnson not in green, nobody was in green at practice yesterday. So that's the first time I think since I've been – at practice, I because I missed the first two or three days of fall camp. So I think since I 
started going to fall camp and practice has been going. I don't think I've seen a day where nobody was in green. So that's a good thing for Arkansas. I mean, the bad thing is that you, if two guys were out there, they might be in green and that is Slusher and Catalan. But the thing about Johnson is, and this is what Sam Pittman said on Monday. I want to read it to you. He said, we're going to put him out there this week today being Monday and see what he can do. I felt like we were experimenting with him a little bit last week, and it was basically I don't think he's going to play type of experimentation. But we were trying to get him ready for the possibility to play against South Carolina. I I wrote in my practice report, which you can check out on hogbeat.com every Monday, Tuesday when we're out at practice. I do a practice report. It is premium, so you have to have that subscription, but it is worth it. You get all that inside information from the practice, what we saw. Um I think Dominique Johnson looks good. I mean, he's got that brace on his right knee. I think that he looks fast. <clears throat> he, he's got his burst. You know, I haven't seen him like full go because all we all we see is him in individual drills. We haven't seen him in, in uh we haven't seen him in fastball, any of that. So all I can go off of is his individual drills, but I think he looks fine. Um, Alex, what do you think? Do you think that maybe they maybe they shouldn't bring him back against a team that might not have the greatest run defense. You know, I, I just don't – I don't know if we want to be on that side of, like, do you rush the guy back or do you bring him back because he's a very valuable player? Yeah, so um, I've got a, a kind of interesting, you know, idea behind this because I did grow up playing travel baseball. So you, you get, get into situations constantly with pitch count where you're thinking – you're having to decide, hey, do we want to pitch our best pitcher in this game or do we want to save him for the championship? Um, the problem with that sometimes becomes that you can't get to the championship without that kid. I don't think that's necessarily a situation here. You saw Rocket Sanders last week that he was able to do. You saw what A.J. Green can do. Um, and then you even got to see a little bit of what Rashad Dubinion can do. So I think ha- having those three guys and seeing that all of them are coming back in full force and Dubinion coming in and doing things that that – people were hoping for not necessarily expecting out of him allows you to be more careful with Dominique Johnson. I don't think you have to rush him back this week. Uh, you can, and if you want to get him out there for a couple of snaps here and there, just to let him get into the, the flow of the SEC play and be able to get that same experience as everyone else, then that's fine. Or even just to give South Carolina a different look, but bringing him back as a workhorse back uh, in this game in particular, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me from a, from a longevity perspective with him. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the same page with you there. I mean, like I've, my whole thing has been, don't rush him back. You've got rocket Sanders. He proved it last week with, uh, 20 carries for 117 yards. Uh, now that I've seen him out of a green jersey, Dominic Johnson, maybe it does make sense to give him a snap count. Like you said, give snap uh, South Carolina a different look, but uh, definitely no need to, you know, insert him as the RB1 right away, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think they would insert him as a, as a workhorse back either way, um, even if he was fully healthy right now. If he was 100%, I still don't think he'd be a workhorse. My thing is, is, I view it as, I mean, if he's healthy, if you think that he's healthy and he's good to go, there's no reason to hold him out, like, at all. There, I mean, let the guy play. And so I think that's kind of what we're at is, like, they they have that luxury where they can let him get 100%. And so the the question is, when is he going to be that? Maybe he is right now, and we don't know. Um, so that that's really the whole thing with Dominique Johnson because – Yes, they have great running backs. 
Rocket Sanders, great running back. A.J. Green, great running back. Rashad DeBinion, we saw those flashes against Cincinnati, and we've heard a lot from him out of fall camp and spring football. But we watched Dominique Johnson play last year. We heard Sam Pittman ask for him to get more touches every single game. Like, that was a big thing after every game was Sam Pittman was like, we just need to get 20 more touches. We need to get Dominique more touches. So you know that Pittman likes him. We saw it on the field. It's just, when are you going to get him back? And so, um, could be this week. Could be next week. Could be against A&M. We'll see. It's a good thing that he's out of a green jersey, and that was the big takeaway for me from practice on Tuesday. So, uh, defense ran dime package again on Tuesday. That's something that I, I'm curious if they're running that because they're trying to uh, fill in for the loss of Catalan or Slusher, or if they're just trying to, you know, get ready for a South Carolina team and a, a quarterback in Spencer Rattler that you want to have those guys out there who, you know, you get those DBs out there, play a little bit of his own, you know, mix Spencer Rattler up. He struggled in week one. But then you also want to think, you know, you're going to have to get some pass rush. So the the thing is, is going to be who's going to be doing what, who's going to be on the field doing what, you know, thing on the field. Because I, I know they love rushing Drew Sanders, bumper pull. What are they going to do with him? Who's going to be on the line? All that stuff. But the six DBs they had were Hudson Clark and Dwight McLaughlin. Those are your corners. Um, then Latavius Brini, Simeon Blair, those are your two safeties. And then they've also got Jaden Johnson and Kari Johnson uh, at the at the nickel and the dime. So um, Kari is a guy that they've talked about how, you know, he he can do he can do it all. Like that's something that Hudson Clark talked about on Tuesday is that, you know, he, he was a corner for most of the time at fall camp. Like that's where we saw him most of the time. But you can also see him at that nickel spot. You can see him play a little bit of safety. So um Kari Johnson is probably that guy. I mean, that's who has been the first two days of practice this week. And um, if they if they have to bring in that sixth DB for that dime package, then it's probably going to be him. Jaden Johnson struggled a little bit in week one um, without Miles Slusher out there. So, Robert, I'm just curious. Like, I I mean, it's what do we think is going to happen? Because those are two of your better defenders. I mean, Jalen Catalan probably your best defensive back. Miles Slusher, I mean, you can make an argument that he's your second best defensive back. Yeah, I mean, easily two of your better DBs. Um, you know, we we talked about how Ben Bryant missed probably at least three touchdown passes in, in Saturday's game. Spencer Rattler is going to be a step up. Um, if if they don't, if the Hogs don't have these two guys, they are they are in for a long day, I think, defensively. Um um, I think I'm on the same page with Caleb, our guest yesterday. We're we're probably in for a we're probably in for a high scoring game. Um, I mean, Arkansas had the 200, or excuse me, South Carolina gave up the 200 rushing yards. Arkansas had 200 plus of their own last week, so the the rushing attack will 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 be solid for the Hogs. I think. I mean, KJ Jefferson's probably poised for another. Uh, 200 yards and three touchdowns it seems likely um i mean it it's just going to be tough for the razorback secondary riddled with injuries um against a, a quarterback who was almost the starter for oklahoma last year and is the starter for an sec team this year i i will say i i watched back you know, bits and pieces of the South Carolina-Georgia State game. 
<clears throat> I was not super impressed with Spencer Rattler. Um, I couldn't tell if it was just first game or what. I didn't think he was a great decision maker at all times during that game. And, you know, you can't expect a quarterback to be that in week one, especially with a new team. All the, all those factors were going on. But, I mean, he's he's going to be coming into a hostile environment. He's played in that before, but I, I think it was a guy from uh, the South Carolina Rivals. Let me pull this up because th- this was an interesting little tidbit. Um, Spencer Rattler hasn't really played in, like, a real – college football atmosphere full stadium here it is despite this this is from alan cole at alan underscore underscore cole on twitter he uh he works for gamecock the the gamecock scoop who caleb alexander is the publisher for we had him on yesterday alan cole despite this being his fourth season of college football saturday will only be spencer rattler's fifth start in a true road game and second in a full stadium he had none in 2019 three in 2020 COVID season, and one last year before he got benched. He did play very well in his one full stadium true road start in 2021 at Kansas State. He was 22 of 25 passing, 243 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, and Oklahoma won that game 37 to 31. Kansas State's a bit of a step down from Arkansas. Yeah. Like, Alex, what do you think about that? It's crazy to see a guy that, that you know came out of high school to the uh, to the the fanfare that he did with QB one and all that going on, um, and, and then you just don't see him pan out. And I say that it's crazy, but now that I'm thinking about it, you had a guy that that I'm pretty familiar with in Tate Martell that did the exact same thing. Um, Rattler's still starting at the at the Power Five level, so not quite Tate Martell, but uh, it, it is weird to see a stat like that to see a guy coming in five star out of high school and just not able to get it done. Um, I had huge hopes for Rattler coming in, not hopes necessarily, but, you know, I, I had huge expectations for him. I thought he was going to bring South Carolina into contention for the East. Uh, and I don't necessarily believe that to be the case anymore. Uh, I'm going to go back and watch that game later today between them and them and Georgia state, uh, and see where my mindset's at with them. But, but as far as Rattler goes, just a really, you know, another one of those super interesting stories of, almost assured success at the next level. He was a Heisman contender, projected first round pick as, as recently as last season uh, and just never able to put the pieces together. I have to think a uh, he's going to have a better game than he did last week and B regardless, you know, even if he doesn't take, you know, the next step from, from his debut, uh, he'll be better than what Ben Bryant showed Arkansas last week. Yeah, I mean, no offense to Ben Bryant, but it's not that hard to be better than what he was. No, I mean, like, and he was good. That's the thing is, like, Ben Bryant was not bad, but the times that he was not on it were very important times, a.k.a. like touchdown throws. So um, Spencer Rattler, if he gets those guys open like Ben Bryant had, he's probably going to make those throws. So it'll be interesting to see how much Arkansas decides to go zone, how much they decide to play man coverage. You know, how much they decide to blitz. Because, I mean, we saw some blitzes. I, I I was interested last week. There were there were a couple plays where they were blitzing both Drew Sanders and Jalen Catalan on the same play. And, you know, it really made Ben Bryant uncomfortable. Now you can't you can't blitz Catalan this week. But Drew Sanders, you still got him there. And, 
it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how Jordan Dominic, how these transfers, Landon Jackson, how much rush they get, because you didn't really see it from the returning guys a whole lot in, like, Isaiah Nichols, Rashad Stewart, Eric Gregory did have a big hit, um, Zach Williams. Like, those guys, I don't know. Are gonna, they're gonna, the D-line's going to have to be on their game, keeping Rattler uncomfortable. But then you come to a, another issue of all we've been hearing from South Carolina people is – uh, Spencer Rattler is more comfortable outside of the pocket. So it's like, how much do you want to get him outside of the pocket? You got to close that in, and it's just going to be tough. I, I, I was, I don't know the comparison between Cincinnati's receivers and South Carolina's receivers on paper. Like, so I do my star comparison every week. Like South Carolina's got better receivers as far as like recruits coming out of high school, but that is not a good judge of how they are right now. So. Um, are they going to be faster than Cincinnati's receivers? Are they going to be slower? Are they going to run routes better? All that is important. And it's also important to, you know, get what you can get out of Arkansas's corners. I mean, how much are you going to have to rely on Hudson Clark and Dwight McLaughlin and then just be like worried if you have to bring in Bishop or Chavis, Robert? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you, you don't want to see Ladarius Bishop after the, after that one drive that that went for three plays uh, and a touchdown, because it, it, I mean, Ladarius Bishop alone cost him probably 65 of those yards and six points. Um, I mean, I know he was listed as the first team cornerback alongside Hudson Clark week one, but uh, I mean, you, you heard it from Sam Pittman as soon as he got asked about it, he <laughs> he wasn't you know sold that that was going to end up being the case. Um, it's if if we're not looking at McLaughlin and Clark, the corners are going to be a liability. I think. Yeah, I mean it, it's going to be McLaughlin Clark to start, but the thing is, is that is as much confidence as you can have in those guys, like they still weren't perfect. I mean, Dwight Dwight McLaughlin, he got burned on a couple routes. Hudson Clark, they were a couple like you know middle crossers where the the receiver was just open, and so. <clears throat> I guess we haven't even hit the depth chart this week. Um, and it was, I think the only changes were McLaughlin moved to starting corner and then they took the or off of kickoff and punter. So kickoff is Jake Bates, no longer Jake Bates or Cam Little. And then punter is just Max Fletcher, no longer Max Fletcher or Reed Bauer, which was interesting. But I'll tell you what, people were talking about Fletcher and the way he performed in the game. When we were leaving practice yesterday, Robert, I don't. I, you were looking at it with me. We were seeing those twenty-mile high punts that Sam Pittman was talking about. I mean, like he's got to be able to do that in the game. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, he's he's gonna. I think he. Okay, so we were talking about this during the game. It's like, do you think because like he's playing against his brother, his family traveled from Australia, that's the reason he at least gets the start at punter. Um, but I thought it was interesting that they kept I mean, they, I mean they stuck with him even though he had some some tough looking punts I mean there was one that was a line drive there was one that he shanked out of bounds for like 26 yards um my question is has has Reed Bauer regressed like he he was a rock back there last year but um clearly they've got some faith in Max Fletcher if they're gonna uh try to stick with him for a second week but I just I wonder how long the leash is knowing that you have uh, a guy that 
performed well last year and has been named to, you know, an award watch list for, for this year. Yeah. Alex, you have any thoughts on punter? Yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit on Monday when, when it was uh, you and I on the pod, but we kind of had a similar conversation. I, I think they, this was a close battle all throughout camp. We heard about that uh, time and time again from the special teams guys from Sam Pittman. Um, I think he did get get the nod partially because of, of, of his family being in town, him punting against his brother, but also because I think in from what you're saying uh, about practice yesterday, it's clear that the talent is there with him. And that he has the ability. That's why they gave him a scholarship. You don't get a scholarship if the talent isn't there on special teams. But um, it, it it does have to translate to, to the game at some point. I think you're going to see – if you see another week similar to last week, um, whether it be this week, next week, whenever, I think you're going to have to see the staff really taking a look at uh, is the boomer bust a, a, a higher net positive than you would get if you were just putting in the surefire guy in, in Bauer. All right, guys. Um, real quick, do we want to talk about the whole Brian Kelly thing that happened at that press conference? Alex, you want to go ahead? That was incredible. I saw that last night, and I, and I broke out laughing. Um, Apparently, a, a little joking. Huh? Apparently, she was, it was like a joke, and they had an understanding, and she like talked to him after, and he was cool about it. Oh, that that ruins the whole thing for me. I liked it the other way much better. Yeah, um, the the context is important there. Uh, my my whole thing with that is like, I just wonder what it's like to be, like even have the option to be late to a press conference because all of the ones that we've been going to have started. You know, it feels like half of them, over half of them, are like at least thirty minutes late. So. Um, and the thing is, the, the reporter wasn't even late. It was 11.57, and it was supposed to start at noon. So, uh, I don't know. It was, it was one of those things where you take it out of context, and it goes viral on Twitter. All right, before we let you go, I want to remind you about MyPerfectFranchise.net. Are you a displaced corporate executive or wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Well, Andy Ledecky can help you. He's a longtime Rivals member and franchise veteran. He's owned multiple franchises and businesses. He uses the expertise and knowledge he has to help others, could be you, to find your American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Call him to put your life and career in your own hands. It's 100% free. So what do you have to lose? His number is 404-973-9901, or you can email him at aledecky at myperfectfranchise.net. That's A-L-U-E-D-E-C-K-E at myperfectfranchise.net. The information will be in the description of this episode. Um, it, it, the, the process is a, it's a very thorough process. He makes, sure, he makes sure that he's setting you up with the right business for you. So it, it, it is awesome. It's a great way to make some more money to diversify your portfolio. Uh, whenever I get more money, I probably will do it because he talked me into it. So um, go call Andy and visit myperfectfranchise.net. All right. Alex Trainer, Robert Stewart, Mason Chode. This was the Gridiron Hawks podcast. We'll talk to everybody on Thursday.